I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. It has finally happened. Finally. Finally. Someone in the mainstream, someone with a sizable platform, has had the courage to call out Bamani Jones. For some reason, it seems like I am the only one willing to call Bamani Jones what he is, a huge embarrassing failure. Everyone else in the mainstream media, they're involved in some twisted love affair with a man only a mother could love, and even that love is questionable. Now, to be fair, the guys over at OutKick, they also call out the Bobo, but other than OutKick and me, that is it. The New York Times enjoys the taste of the Bobo. ESPN cannot get enough. They continue giving Bamani Jones millions of dollars every year in woke welfare to draw a smaller audience than the WNBA. HBO. HBO thinks the Bobo is the first coming of Black Jesus. Hey, Bo, if we give you a seven-figure salary, can you repay us by drawing five-figure ratings? We'll give you bonus compensation if you manage to draw an audience number that does not require a comma. Bobo might get love from the wanker spankers, but he damn sure doesn't get it here on the channel. The reigning champion of huge embarrassing failures, the front runner to win the first annual Hef Awards, widened the gap on his competition this week. Last week was the season two premiere of Spanking the Bone with Bamani Jones. As you guys know, this program should have never been renewed for a second season. I refuse to call it a show because shows are supposed to be entertaining. The only thing entertaining about spanking the bone are the closing credits, so we get a chance to see the dumbasses who are responsible for producing this filth. Season one of Spank the Boner was an abject failure. Bamani Jones was consistently beaten by late-night infomercials. At one point, I think 2 a.m. reruns of ALF were doubling the audience size of Bamani Jones. Now, this did not deter HBO from giving the green light to season two. They decided to move the Bobo from Sunday to Friday night, setting him up directly after Bill Maher. Now, if you can't draw an audience with Bill Maher as your lead-in, you do not belong in the business of television. HBO. HBO could put the masturbating bear on after Bill Maher and half a million people would stick around out of curiosity alone. Last Friday, the season premiere of Bill Maher, almost 800,000 viewers. Good number for him. I wouldn't call it great, but no one's upset about it. That's right around Bill Maher's average. As Bill Maher signed off the air, the unmasked face of Bamani Jones filled TV screens across America, which immediately caused 631,000 people to change the channel. Oftentimes, when shitfucks in the mainstream media defend the object of their perverted desires, they claim Bamani Jones resonates with a young audience. The Bobo is real popular with young people. Bobo captures their attention like Shay Shay captures the rainbow flag. Yet for some reason, these dozens of young people who supposedly watch Bamani Jones, they don't watch his Festival of Bones on HBO. Last week, he drew a .03 rating in the key 18-49 demo, barely making the top 150 on cable. This week... Things got even worse. Friday night, Bill Maher set up Bamani Jones for guaranteed success, lead-in of 901,000 viewers. 
Now, being the huge embarrassing failure that he is, the Bobo proved that he is still allergic to success. Once again, nearly three quarters of a million people heard the voice of Bamani Jones and turned off their TV. 155,000 viewers, representing an unprecedented 83% drop from the audience that Bill Maher handed to him. <laughs> Normally in television, this is grounds for immediate termination. But KC, what about his contract? Contracts don't mean shit. It would be cheaper for HBO to buy him out of his contract, or they could simply keep paying him to do absolutely nothing, which is exactly what ESPN did a couple of years ago. The Bobo consistently tanked their ratings on television. Didn't matter the time slot. Put him on after Stephen A. Smith. Failure. Put him on before Around the Horn and PTI. Failure. ESPN decided they would just pay Bamani Jones to not be on television. They hit him in the woke dungeon with Max Kellerman, put him on a podcast that no one knows exists. Now, of course, once his contract expired, ESPN, they couldn't let the Bobo go. They'd be accused of mythical racism. So they gave him an increase in woke welfare while continuing to keep his face off TV. The dismal ratings for season two of Spanking the Bone with Bamani Jones are disappointing for a couple of reasons. Number one, he lost 13,000 viewers from the week before. When the WNBA says an increase in ratings, they brag about going from nothing to almost nothing. Bamani Jones was already at nothing. He declined from nothing to extinction. But the second reason this rating is disappointing the Bobo had a master plan to boost his audience for episode two. He had his team at HBO reach out to someone who actually does reach a young audience. This kid built a following 100 times the size of Bamani Jones before he was able to legally buy booze. Jake Paul. Now we have discussed Jake Paul a few times here on the channel. Even though I think the kid's horrible for the sport of boxing, I've always respected his hustle, his success. His brother, Logan Paul, made it big first. Oftentimes, big brother becomes a success. The little brother lives in his shadow. But Jake Paul is not Logan Paul's little brother. Jake Paul is Jake Paul. Now, I don't think he means to be bad for the sport of boxing. I actually think his intentions are to bring legitimacy to the sport. But his boxing events are nothing but a circus. Because Jake Paul is not a true professional boxer. Just because he gets paid to fight, that does not make him a true professional. Aaron Carter was paid to box Lamar Odom. I mean, no disrespect to the dead, but did anyone consider Aaron Carter to be a professional boxer? Even though Jake Paul has a massive following, even though Jake Paul is successful, not even he could save the Bobo on HBO. Last Friday, Jake Paul announced that he would be fighting Tommy Fury on February 26th in Saudi Arabia. Well, KC, who in the hell is Tommy Fury? <laughs> He's some reality TV star in England. Back in 2019, he was a contestant on something called Love Island. He's the younger brother of Tyson Fury, who's a legitimate boxer and confirmed badass. Tommy Fury, though, started boxing professionally in 2018. He's undefeated, 8-0 record. Who is he beaten? 
a bunch of nobodies. Now, one of his opponents had even reached D-list celebrity status to have someone create a Wikipedia page for him. In order to promote this blockbuster event, Jake Paul's public relations team set up an interview with Bamani Jones. Um, he should fire that PR firm immediately. If you're trying to promote a fight, why would you book your fighter on a show that no one watches? During the interview, the Bobo asked Jake Paul a question that he didn't appreciate. And to be honest with you, I would not have appreciated it either. I'd be pissed off too if some perennial loser who's never won anything in his life is asking me what happens if I lose. Watch the exchange for yourself. After Tommy Fury, where do you go from there? Like, what happens if you lose one of these fights? Um, I, I don't plan on losing, you know. I, I don't train to lose. Um, maybe that I, I feel like that's probably like your mindset. You know, a lot of people try to project their mindsets no, on the No, I ain't no projected of a mindset. My question is, this is work because we're all surprised that you keep winning these fights, right? But if somebody does beat you, how much interest stays in this when it stops being surprised? They won't. They won't. And and I'm going to be honest, bro. I don't know who the fuck you are. My PR team set, Dude, set up this interview. All I know about you is that people don't like you. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I probably watched that clip 10 times today, I laugh my ass off every time I watch it. First of all, I have a newfound respect for Jake Paul. I always respect people who keep it real. Jake Paul said he does not have a losing mindset. He doesn't think about losing. He accused Bamani Jones of projecting his own losing mindset onto him. <laughs> He's absolutely right. Bamani Jones loses at everything. He could have a full chessboard with his opponent having one pawn. Bamani Jones would lose. He could be spotted 20 points in a game of 21 playing against an armless kid in a wheelchair. Bamani Jones would lose. He could be given a free career in the media with time slots following legends like Stephen A. Smith, John Oliver, Bill Maher. Bamani Jones finds a way to lose. There is no other way to say it. Bamani Jones is a loser. Now, the best part to me was towards the end. Jake Paul tells the Bobo to his face, I don't know who the fuck you are. Bamani Jones, Jones tries to counter with, all I know about you is that people don't like you. Ah, wanker meets spanker. There are many people who don't necessarily like Jake Paul, but there are many that do. Even someone like me who doesn't necessarily like Jake Paul, I at least have a level of respect for him. Outside of shit fucks in the mainstream media, I don't know of anyone who respects Bamani Jones. What is there to respect? Americans respect winners. We respect people who work hard, fight through adversity. Bamani Jones is a pampered bum. He has been given multiple platforms because he checks woke boxes. The Bobo hasn't had to earn anything. Credit to Jake Paul. This dude went on Bamani Jones' show, his own show, and basically called him a loser. 
The only thing that would have made this better would be if Jake Paul called Bamani Jones a huge embarrassing failure. But give me your thoughts. Bamani Jones massively fails again with episode two, not just in the ratings, but he gets publicly humiliated on his own show. And just think about this for a second. This interview, it aired last Friday. It took a full week for this news to hit the mainstream. That is how irrelevant Bamani Jones is. Give me your thoughts. Sound off in the comments below. Make sure to like and subscribe. Click the notification bell to receive all notifications from the channel. Best way to contact me is by email at btlkc84 at gmail.com. KC underscore BTL84 on Twitter. I'll see you guys tomorrow.